0: 98.3 The Coast and Free Rain, your weekly mixtape. Zach East here, back on the show with a very special interview with a show coming up at the Orbit Room in Grand Rapids on April 12th. You can still get tickets at orbitroom.com. He is quite the man. Many things, in fact. The Washington Post calls him a diatribist, confessor, provocateur, humorist, even motivational speaker. His is an enthusiastic and very engaging chatter. He is punk rock icon, spoken word poet, actor, author, DJ, Henry Rollins. Henry, how you doing? Oh, I'm very good, thanks. As I'm looking through all the stuff that they gave me to talk about, the press releases and the website and the this and the that, you literally went on a really long march and then went out and did a whole bunch of... um, Uh, election-related discussions and and things like that. And now you're back out on the road again, huh?
1: Yeah, last year was 190 shows in 19 countries, and it finished December 2nd, and I came back from all of that and keeled over for a while and then got to work on stuff you know that for this year uh, and this year will be a handful of shows but mainly it'll be TV and film stuff I'll be doing radio you know I have a weekly radio show so that takes a lot of work to, for me to keep that going and I, I write for d- two different publications so all of that you know keeps me you know kind of at it and I've got uh, you know TV and film obligations to fulfill and I do a lot of voiceover work so I'll be you know in front of cameras and in, in the studio a lot this year not nearly as much on the road as I was last year, but, but some shows for sure.
0: So if somebody comes to the show at the Orbit Room in Grand Rapids here on the 12th, what do they expect out of these now-famous Henry Rollins uh, talks, or as you like to call them? I just call them a
1: talking show.
0: And uh, what, what would somebody expect? Is it more current events stuff? Is it discussions on the things that you've seen in the last year?
1: Yeah, it, uh, it's all that. It's anything from something happening in the news to recent travel. And I, it is in my mind that I must earn my way to that stage. And, and so my w- way of earning the, the sheer gall to ask that you sit still for an hour and a half or two hours and listen to me is I must go very far and very wide and burn a lot of calories <laughs> getting to these places so I have, I have information that is somewhat compelling for you, the audience. Otherwise, I'm disrespecting your time. And so a lot of the, the travel stories I, and, and that is a big part of what I talk about are you know trips I've, I've done to everywhere from North Korea to Iran uh, southern Sudan Mali uh, and a lot of the places I go end up becoming hot like you know I, I, I was in North Korea a while ago and now North Korea is on our news grid because uh, Kim il-un is now shooting his cuffs and Rattling his sabers for now, um, and so a lot of these places become relevant. Uh, I was in Syria before it it caught on fire, Yeah. And, and so there's. By the time I'm in and out of these places, that you can turn around and go, "Wow, that's that's in the news for all the wrong reasons."
0: It, it's just absolutely amazing the mileage that you seem to clock in all the time. It, I
1: work at it. Yeah, but, you know, I, I, I I make a conscious effort to get that passport out into the world and. You know, I have a couple of different travel agents and I I go for some extreme destinations. Not in a I'm a tough guy and I'm going to see if I can survive kind of way because I'm not tough at all. But I am incredibly curious and I I don't want to be afraid of the world. I want to be part of it. And the only way to cure my ignorance about any place is to go and meet the people if I can and take the photos and wander through the villages or the salt slums or the souks or what have you and get my information by putting my feet on the ground and that's a lot of what I bring to the stage is like m- actual reportage not something I read in a book if anyone can go to a bookstore and buy a book I- I'd rather tell you about my experiences from being in that place
0: did you earn your penchant for traveling from all of the traveling you did with the bands and the musical things that you've done and even some of the TV and other projects or did it come from a lifelong you know love of, of travel and seeing the world
1: um, a bit of both Um, I had a passport as a very little boy, thanks to my mother, who had a lot of desire to travel, but she's a single mom. And so if she wanted to travel somewhere, it's usually because of art. You know, she wants to go to France and go to the museums. She's like the art nut. And I would get dragged along on these trips. Uh, Because she can't find a babysitter, so, you know, I'm going to Greece to see the, you know, the Parthenon and all of that. (laughs) Going to Italy to see, you know, the Colosseum, which is pretty damn cool when you're a kid. I mean, that stuff is larger than life. And so I was fairly well traveled by fifth grade, you know, Turkey, England, you know, here and there. And then you get into rock and roll, and travel just becomes your life. And then with my own band uh, in 1987, I told my new bandmates, I said, fellas, we are going to travel. We are going to say yes to shows from here to Brazil. Are you ready? They said yeah, I said good because I, I really want to do that. And so we ended up going all over Asia, South America, you know, Eastern Europe, you know, Russia, Poland, Czech Republic, Serbia, Croatia, places like that. And then on my own, uh, music never got me to Africa. And so at one point I said, well, I better start putting my feet on the ground on the, on the African continent, because I'd never been. And so I try and go to Africa one way or the other, one to three times a year. And I've been doing that since the late 90s. Some years I get it, some years I don't. I don't know if I'll get there this year. I just don't know if I'll have the time. But I I do my best, and and so I do a lot of extracurricular traveling, that's not show-related, India, Bangladesh, North Korea, Iran, Lebanon, you know, wherever, just to Saudi Arabia, just to, to see what I can see and learn what I can learn. And, and the more I travel, the more I want to travel.
0: And we've talked a little bit about some of the current event stuff that you may have some time to speak about uh, during uh, this session at the uh, Orbit Room in Grand Rapids. Is there a discussion here that you'll probably want to have about the Supreme Court hearings that have been, of course, a huge portion of the news and the national conversation, the religious conversation, the social conversation?
1: I, I, I tend not to micromanage issues because I am just, if you have 500 people in a room, my opinion is one 500th of it. Since I have the microphone, I get the priority. And so to be respectful of that, I try and be very careful of not, here's me and my big dumb opinion for an hour. And so as far as, like, what's going on with the Supremes right now and what's going on in our America, I, I tend to look at things with the widest possible lens. And I, I think it's, you know, perhaps contributive to say that America right now, I think, is in one of those moments where, like a dog, when it gets out of the lake and it shakes off, <laughs> it just America is changing. Yeah, uh, uh, American society is like a constant earthquake in that... You might look out of your window right now and everything kind of looks like you left it 10 seconds ago. But underneath the ground, society's tectonic plates are in constant motion, clash, and upheaval. Not riot, not anarchy in the streets, but, you know, shoulders are bumping and people are grumbling. And that's the story of America. It's why you have 27 amendments and not a mere 10, because, you know, the Founding Fathers realized we're going to evolve. And so I think what you have right now in America is an old guard, an old way of thinking is generationally fading away. And they're not releasing their grip on their version of America. It is, as America, the bus, the vehicle, the moving thing goes down the road, it is literally being torn from their grasp. And so you have your Cold War era hawks, people like Dick Cheney, my dad, who are seeing their America change. You know, these are people who remember when there was, you know, pre-Loving versus Virginia, where it was illegal to marry outside of your race. And I'm not saying they have any great love of that. I'm just saying they're watching their America change, uh, and some of them are not taking this change very well. And you're seeing that in the Supreme Court, uh, especially uh, uh, Mr. Scalia. I think it's very resistant to the the contemporary America. You're seeing, well, the the Tea Party. These are people who, you know, I don't disagree with all the time, but I I understand their anger. I think to a certain degree it's misplaced, but I I get it. I understand Occupy Wall Street. I don't think it did what it was supposed to do, but I don't know what it really could have done. Um, Besides, I don't get a a fine for occupying a park. (laughs) So America is right now kind of purging itself. It's, it's vomiting and vacating from all orifices. As we, we come to grips with, guess what? There's homosexual people in the world. There always has been, and it is a relevant discussion to explore the idea of separation between church and state with, with marriage equality. You know, it, it's, it's performed in a church, a wedding can be, but It's a contract you sign with the government in that when you get divorced, you have to go to court. It's a legal proceeding. It's lawyers get involved. And and so America's thrashing about right now with an issue or issues that 50 years from now will look back at it like we look back at 19, you know, 57. I guess the year was uh, Brown versus Board of Education, and say, wow, what took so long? Or we look at the Dred Scott decision or Plessy versus Ferguson, uh, and, and you know, from the 19th century, and say, well, what was what were we thinking in those days? And so right now. We're losing some gills and a bit of our twitching primordial tail that, you know, seemed to be glued to us from 1865 to now and we're just going through some changes and it goes you know this stuff is so momentous it goes all the way up the food chain to the supreme court
0: that's going to be part of many pieces of the discussion here as to whether or not they're going to end up using this as uh something that they're going to dismiss from the court which will still create a conversation regardless of yeah yeah
1: i mean to to me it's all quite fascinating and i'm not trying to you know stretch this thing out but to me it's a constitutional issue, and as far as I see, and I'm, I'm no expert, but something like marriage equality, in my mind, is covered by the First, Fourth, and Fourteenth Amendments quite adequately. You know, right to expression, right to privacy, and equal protection under the law. And that would be the first, fourth, and fourteenth in, in a kind of a rough Cliff Notes version. And, and so, why this is still up for debate, God always seems to make the concept of religion and the Bible and God and the sanctity of marriage and its agreed upon relationship keeps creeping back into the conversation when to me it's a mere civil matter. Right. And again, you know, and so, and, and I, I think that's a valid way to go, but you know, you'll have disagreements on every aspect of this. To me, it's just kind of a, a cold, sober bit of. Constitutional civic awareness, and you move on. Uh, but you know that if only it were that simple. It's, it's, it's
0: not. So what's very clear here is that when people show up to the orbit room in Grand Rapids on the 12th, which is a Friday, they're going to walk out of there with a lot of information to think about, presented in a pretty darn compelling and neutral format, as you're always famous for doing. Hopefully. Uh, well, I appreciate your time very much, and I know the listeners of Free Rain uh, really appreciate it as well, and we'll get more information on our website, too. Henry Rollins, thanks for being on the show.
1: Thank you for having me. I'll see you down the road.
0: This is Free Rain with Zach East, your weekly mixtape.